reindeer thing, Courts, because I think that like you're like Courtney's a, a, a really s- smart person. <laughs> like she is, she got like a first in her degree because we, we met at university and, you know, she's like very sciencey and very like literature and the arts as well. So it is just like such a funny little quirk that you thought reindeers were fictional. Like I, think I just that's have this problem all the time though. It's like, give me a book and I can learn it. But give me like things that like even just if oh just to believe that reindeer like it, just give me social things and it's like <laughs> yeah yeah. I was explaining before we started recording. Courtney was saying that um, she didn't realize that reindeer were real until pretty recently, mm. and that does make sense though. Yeah. I just I think it's also because there's so I just wanted to believe in them mm-hmm. as mm. these like mythical flying things, and then when I found out oh no they're just like there they're just like moose. <laughs> They all and they're just yeah. It just really, I don't know why. I found it really upsetting. Um, mm. I was just a bit like, why wouldn't he like have a unicorn then? But then I do get it because like if they did say that Santa had a unicorn, every kid would go, but unicorn don't exist. Mm. So I feel like part of the rooting of the reindeer is mm. that it's rooted in truth. Yeah, completely. You know? And it's nice also that the devastation for you came with something being real. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like that really speaks to who you are yeah. as a person. <laughs> like, just... You want to believe. I did, to believe really, I did really want to believe. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um welcome to Comfort Creatures. Nice. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I wasn't sure when we started recording that, and all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> We I'm we're here. a fan, we're a fan of like a soft, a soft chatty intro. Yeah. Um, I loved it, it and I love when we talk about the weather. It feels great. <laughs> Thanks. Well, yeah, like the distinct differences between LA and London. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so thrilled to introduce the sensational writer, performer, and one of my best friends, Courtney Siam Buckner. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so pleased <laughs> that you're here. It's like the imposter syndrome just takes over all of my body language and I'm like, oh. But thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure and an honour to be asked. Mainly because uh, I'm so excited to talk about Bailey. Yeah. And no one ever gives me the space to do it because you know how people are always like, oh, here she goes again. Like, don't whip out the cat photos or whatever. Mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm. ah. And then I was like, oh my God, I get an hour. It's a little bit like how I see therapy. Like, mm. I go to therapy so I can chat for an hour about things going on without feeling the pressure of apologizing all the time. And totally. this is like, I get to t- chat about my cat and my love for my pets I feel for like an hour sort without of, having to apologize. Yeah, that's sort of the goal yeah. of the show is like guiltless pet love. Like you don't have no, we're not. 100%. Not only we're we not going to judge you, we are going to encourage all of the discussion. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I also think that when you're like in in life in general, but particularly like in your 20s and 30s, where maybe you don't have a family, um, all anyone talks about is your work. Like all anyone wants to do is talk about your job. Like you become defined by the job that you do, and I really enjoy having people who have legitimately interesting jobs and interesting things to say and being like, we actually don't want to talk about your very successful <laughs> mm. run at Brighton Fringe. We mm. want to talk about your cat. <laughs> it's all, it is always about Bailey though. Mm. I feel mm. like no matter what I do, there he is in the back of my head. 
So give us, courts, give us the Bailey origin story. Like yeah. take us right back to the pre-Bailey days. And Bailey is a cat okay. also. We, I don't know if we said Bailey that. Bailey is yes. a cat. Bailey is a cat. I thought, so when I was obviously listening to a podcast before, I was like, oh gosh, they'll probably ask me about like what it was like getting Bailey. And as Ella knows, it was a quite like an emotional moment in my life. Also, we yeah. have, just to bring this up, we have best friendship bracelets. Obviously, Aww. no one can see this while I'm talking, but. Mine obviously says Bailey and he has one that says Courtney that goes on his little paw, which my cat sitter made us because of how obsessed I was. Um, He obviously doesn't enjoy wearing it, but that's fine. You got to get us a picture of him wearing the bracelet though. I will. It's so cute. I can't believe the cat sitter was offering Rosie and she's great. And it's just like, that's that's why you would get someone like Rosie to cat sit because she would do things like make you and your cat friendship bracelets it was her and then Maddie's friend Anna as well they're both you know what okay sorry I'm going off on a tangent again Um, go for it we love a tangent it's a podcast Bailey has become this hugely social cat who is winning over the cat sitters who used to cat sit him now like Mm. two years after their initial Mm. cat sit Mm. but um when I got Bailey, so we had just come out of lockdown and I'd always, I'd always grown up with pets. So inside, I was originally born in South Africa and I lived there till I was 14 and we always had pets. I had like six dogs, lots of cats because you had the kind of space. And um, when we moved here, I had dogs as well, but I'd never really had cats since being in South Africa. And I basically had decided like I wanted this cat and I looked on this website that said like they like verify everyone who's selling cats or kittens I was like okay this is great I can be kind of impulsive sometimes so I was like no I want to like look through I sent it to other people and I go to this woman's house with my best friend who was my flatmate as well and we knock on the door and she has silver unicorns in the window but like like big ones, small ones. And I'm thinking this woman is like okay, statues a little bit or like, yeah, oh yeah. Not like the real unicorn. Well, yeah. I just mean like, like not a decal like or something. Statues, <laughs> okay. but like mm. obviously like collectible unicorns. Right. So she opens the door and we weren't, she was really adamant. Like we couldn't come in because of COVID. And maybe I was like wanting to be respectful of that. So that was so fine. She had also silver staircases, but anyway, but like silver glitter, like, you know, that like glitter glue you get. Yeah. Very peculiar moment. And she said to me, oh, um, at the time, Bailey, they thought Bailey was a she. So they were like, oh, she's just got milk on her. So she's a bit sticky. And they kind of gave me this cat and the cat was really sticky. So I didn't really play with the cat that much, rookie error. So if the story helps anyone, I hope it helps someone. And I thought, okay, that's okay. And my flatmate looked at the cat and we put the cat in the little bag, had a chat with her, went home and heart, like, when I was there, I felt like something was really off and so did my flatmate, but I felt like I couldn't really say something. And I also was like, if you say something, what, what do you do? Give right. the cat back. I, I, it was just, yeah. I give, felt, the cat, give the cat back to this woman who you're getting a bad vibe from. Yeah. Like, that feels exactly. equally weird. Yeah. And she wouldn't let us see the mother. And I was like, okay. Mm. So I came home and we took, at the time, Buffy, Buffy out because I'm a huge fan, fan of Buffy the Vampire's there. Um, we took Buffy out of like the little case and Buffy just wouldn't play. 
And I was like, this is really weird. And then Buffy like couldn't find their food and then was wee. I had like Amazon packages on the floor, the cardboard, and was like trying to wee on the cardboard. I was like, this is really weird. Like supposedly it's this train, all these things that I'd been assured of. And the next morning I found a flea and I was like, this is really weird because they should have had like all the documents that they'd kind of said, oh, here they've had flea treatment. So I was like, I'll just go get the flea treatment. Like maybe they just need the next dose. And my flatmate was like, you should just take Buffy to the vet just to get the vet to check anyway. Mm -hmm. Luckily I did because when I took Buffy to the vet, basically you're meant to get the cat at eight weeks and Buffy was four to five and obviously had just stopped needing its mum. Yeah. And he's the, our vet was like, it happens all the time. Me being a mess. I was like crying in the vets, thinking like I had done something wrong all of these things of being like, I'm an awful pet mother already. And then my mum kind of was like, well, what was the other alternative? Now you have a cat who you can give all the love to and kind of look after, or you could have left him there. Um, But it did mean that like for the first four weeks when Bailey was here, Bailey named after Grey's Anatomy, Miranda Bailey, (laughs) um, because that's also one of my favourite TV shows. Um, For those four weeks, like I had to... We were up every like two hours. I had to like massage Bailey's little belly. So we were really close. But I went through an emotional journey of feeling so responsible for this. I mean, you put your emotions on your pets, don't you? But I was like up and down crying. I thought it was a signal, like it signified my worth. Yeah. I just was having a really hard time because I wanted to give this cat like the best and for some reason I just felt like oh god am I going to be the right person and Mm. now like Bailey and I are so like a little pair to the Mm. point that when I when I started to have like people over Bailey would be really upset that someone would just be in our space um but yeah that was our initial kind of meeting and I yeah, I just, it was really difficult. And I hope it does help people. But then again, as my mom and I spoke about, like, if I went back in time, I would still do everything I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. Yeah, you wouldn't have not got Bailey. And you exactly. Wouldn't have, and even the fact that, like, the, you, you met that woman and you had a weird feeling. Like, I think that you did exactly what anyone who's advising you to listen to your gut would do, which was, like, remove the vulnerable animal from the person that you're getting a weird feeling from, yeah you know yeah exactly I think there is a lot of um <clears throat> it's like listening to other people as well talk about their pets it is really difficult I think at the time I was so upset because obviously so many people say like do the research do all these correct things and even if you do them there can still be something that is mm-hmm. difficult or a challenge or isn't quite what you expected mm-hmm. um and I feel like it sounds ridiculous to be like people don't talk about it but like not to feel judgment from people when I was like, oh, actually, this didn't go yeah. perfectly. Mm, mm. Um, yes, that was how I also think that, that same how... anxiety, like, of being like, am I doing this right? Am I messing up? Is like, oh, yeah. is what makes you a good pet parent, though? Like, that's yeah. how you know you're the right person, <laughs> you know? Like, because if you don't have that, things can go worse, I feel like. That stress is like totally. you're thinking about mm-hmm. it, you're like trying to do the best. For the pet, whereas like I think sometimes that overconfidence is not good. A hundred percent. 
like a hundred percent and yeah like you crying on facetime like i'm like gonna be a bad cat mom and we would say to you like the fact that you're crying about whether or not you're gonna be a bad cat mom shows you're not gonna be a bad yeah. cat mom courts it did make me think like oh god what would i be like if i had a child oh my god right <laughs> Because I did not sleep for, like, even now I have to, like, check myself with Bailey and be like, and the thing is, and my mum always asks me, he's fine? Yeah. I'm not fine. Like, that's the line. He's absolutely okay. I'm the one who's a mess when I leave the house. Yeah, yeah you're the um, one with separation anxiety, not the cat. Literally, everyone, oh, it's the truth, though. And, yeah, I mean, it. what I find really interesting is how well you get to know this like animals body language and who they are without any verbal kind of mm. communication because Bailey got really ill about a year after we had him he just was really lethargic and I was like oh no something's dangerously wrong I was like I just feel it in my bones it's not just a tummy bug and everyone around me was like oh it's a tummy bug just give him a few days and I at the time when I saw Bailey was crying in my room holding him being like I know it's not a tummy bug and everyone keeps telling me to leave it and I ended up taking him to the vet and he had a, bl- a blocked bladder, which for cats is like fatal, if not caught within two days because they're so small. And actually, it's something that happens really often for male cats. But because Bailey uses a litter and doesn't just like wee outside as well, I was easy to spot because they just stopped weeing. Mm. But in that moment, I just I sat in my car and they had to do this operation on him. And I was like, so grateful I trusted my gut, but I was a wreck. Mm. And you just, oh, I just like, I, I went through a really bad period after that of feeling like I couldn't leave him mm-hmm. yeah. and I couldn't leave him with anyone else. And now I've got a lot better and actually his, and so they were like, oh, he's an anxious cat because there's no real reason why they get these blocked bladders except for like stress. And so many people would say, oh, well, it's because you're anxious. And I was like, can we stop? That's not helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful. It's just not helpful. And now... I don't know what, I don't know if it's age, but he's like blossom. You know when people say like about like humans, oh, they just, they've become the person they were always meant to be. It's like Bailey's become the cat he was always meant to be. <laughs> he's not the cat who's going to be like meow, meow, meow and like super big, but he's there and he's playful and you just got to give him time and, oh, sorry. This has been a ramble, but. No, no this, this has been great. Want. This is great. He's the, he is the sweetest soul. Like, he's such a sweet, sweet boy. He does. I think, like, he is a little bit of an old man mm-hmm. already. And we, you know what I find fascinating is Ella and I once spoke about this, whether your pets pick up your behavior and, like, your activities that you do. Because, basically, I used to spend a lot of time in bed, mainly because I was sad or, like, just very anxious to start any projects in case I just didn't do them well. Yeah. And I like watched Charmed for a really long time. <laughs> so great. And they also have a cat. So yeah, anyway, yeah Charles great. Um, and Bailey used to love spending time under the duvet, but like yeah. hours. And everyone was like, it's because of you. You used yeah. to do that. Yeah. Sometimes I look at him and I'm like, oh, did he inherit that from me? Like a hundred. I, I believe they do. Cause I like Percy will, um, well, when me and my boyfriend argue, um, Percy defends Michael. And I think that's because always, like every single time. And I think that's because like she knows I'm the alpha. And so she's like, she'll just give me like a little, like a little nip on the arm to be like, oi, 
<laughs> don't raise your voice Careful. inside. Like <laughs> stuff like that. Like I totally think they pick up on for sure. And we're both very nocturnal as yeah. well. Like that's definitely, yeah, been a thing. Yeah, I feel like they definitely at least respond to our routines. And then even if we stop doing the routine, 100%. they're like, well, I'm still, I enjoy that. I don't know why you're not doing it anymore. I'm going under the bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bailey and I have a routine as well that every morning. So my girlfriend, she's always up at like 5 30. Mm-hmm. And she's, oh, that's not for me. But Bailey at like 8.30 will jump onto the bed and then just sit on my chest and we have a little like stroke and he'll purr. And then we go about our days. Yeah. But we always have that morning where I'm like, and my whole thing, which Maddie, my girlfriend, finds really infuriating, is I will not move Bailey from that moment (laughs) until he chooses to end it. So it could be half an hour. It could be 10 minutes. Maddie's like, just just put him off. And I'm like, no, no, no. He chooses when the interaction stops. How did Bailey adapt to Maddie moving in? Because Maddie's moved in. Maddie moved, when did Maddie move in? Was it March? Yeah, I th- is it nearly six months, Jenny, for every March? Yeah, it's about six months. Yeah. Yeah, Maddie moved um, in in March. How did I Bailey mean... adapt to Maddie moving in? <laughs> uh, how did Maddie adapt to that that Bailey lived with me? More importantly. Um, there's conflicts between the love of my lives. Sure. Because Naturally. Maddie's never been a cat person. Mm. And Bailey's never been a person who steals me away from him person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Maddie was a little bit like, because I had Bailey from before we met, she's actively said, like, if you wanted to get Bailey now, we had started dating, I'd just, I'd say no, like, I can't do it. <laughs> um, and this was put to the test because my mum got a cat recently despite being highly allergic yeah good it's <laughs> a whole other story like now she goes to the doctor and she gets allergy injection she's like i just needed this kit it just was calling me oh she's african um that's me but she, she said courtney there was this other cat who was with grace kelly her cat and um <laughs> it's just um, and she was like, I need to get you this kit. Like, I can't. I can't leave this cat behind. And I was like, that sounds so fun. And he was like, literally muted the conversation with me and my mum and went, it's me or the cat. And I had to be like, I'm so sorry, mum, I can't. I love <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but I think Maddie will leave me. Um, yeah, Maddie's desperate to get a dog, but we've also said, like, that will only happen in the future. Yep. But when she first moved in because there was friction I think it made her it honestly it was just rejection I think Maddie felt really rejected yeah I don't know if you've ever watched the dog house it's a yes. tv show on channel four I'm obsessed oh. with the dog do you house. guys get the go- I don't no. know if you okay I'm gonna find a way <gasps> I'm sure I can you to be able yeah. to watch it unless you need to watch it it's um it's like do you have first dates you guys have first dates uh, is that a, it's it's a like dating show? show for, no, it's like a dating. It's like a dating show for humans and pets. Like the whole setup is like, um, you know, you you meet this family or this couple or this person. They tell you their story, and there's always like stakes to the story. Like they're newly engaged, or their partner died, or something like right. that. And you really just, oh, you really root for this person. <laughs> and then it switches to the people who run Wood Green's Animal Centre in London. And they're like, we think we have a couple of really good options for Simon and Janine. Um, you know, they so serious. are, it, it's, it's so serious. And it's like, you know, they're obviously really struggling because of Janine's miscarriage a year ago. But we think that, you know, this, 
Yorkshire Terrier will be perfect for them for X, Y, and Z reason. And they lost their their owner because of this. And so the, the stakes are so And they tell you so the story behind high. the dog as well. Uh, like, yeah, like they were really well bonded with their elderly owner who died of old age or something. Like it, the, the stakes couldn't be higher. And then they, they bring them together in like a neutral meeting Play garden. Pepper. It's on HBO. This is great. Okay, I can watch Amazing. it. Amazing. You watch them yeah. fall in love. I have sobbed at, to the show <laughs> okay. so many times. So I've got goose pimples thinking about it because yeah, I so started good. watching it as a like, oh, something to have on the back while I needed to do like writing stuff mm. or whatever I need to do and you know when you you realise like you're writing you're writing and then all of a sudden the like laptop lid is slowly yeah. closing yeah. and your eyes are just staring at the screen and then three <laughs> hours have passed and I've not got any work done I've just been watching what was meant to be background yeah. TV you're talking about being yeah. a writer yeah. right that's as far as yeah. I know how <laughs> you're obsessed I'm obsessed with like bonbon and then oh it's just so great but what happens is which I find fascinating it is it's dogs and humans but the moment where they let the dog in to the pen, if the dog doesn't run straight away to the human and interact with them, you can just see the rejection, oh, how mm. much that rejection mm. takes its toll on a human. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because you're thinking like, we, we're, we're human beings, we're able to process, like the dog might want to sniff around a bit, but they sniff around for more than a minute and you can just see them going, oh, they don't like me. And you see this moment of rejection and you forget that like, well, of course, they all they want is this dog to give them unconditional love. Yeah. But with Maddie and Bailey, it wasn't just that he rejected her. It's that, like, he would actually torment her. <laughs> <laughs> so we would, like, go to sleep. And Bailey used to sleep, as he should, on the whole side of the bed next to me. Yeah. Or in between my legs. And, you know, you wake up being like, I don't know why I've got backache. And then you realise it's because you've just not moved your body from one yeah. position because you don't want to wake up your animal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And when Maddie moved in, or she'd stay over at four, like literally 4.02 in the morning, exactly, because I'd always check my watch, he would hop out, like go have a wee or do whatever. And then instead of hopping back into bed, he would hop under the duvet and bite her toes or like claw <laughs> her toes to be like, get out of my side, get out of my side. <laughs> it's like when we went to bed, he was fine with it. But as soon as he woke up in the middle of the night and realized she's still here, yeah, yeah, he was fuming. So that continued for like the whole time we didn't live together because she'd only stay like one night or every so often. Then when she moved in, he was a bit like, I'm not even sleeping near the bed. Don't even. I cannot with this. And he just look at her and be like, and you just know what he's thinking. And then now he's slowly come back on the bed and he's stopped. I think because there's more consistency, like he's now like, oh, okay, this, I don't know if I could swear, but I was about to swear. He's like, oh, this woman's never going to leave. Like she's just going to be in the bed the whole time. So I might as well just get used to it. And now they've like properly started bonding. Yay. (laughs) And like I can see it. And Maddie gets so annoyed because she gets annoyed when I see the ice melt. And she's like, sits with him on the sofa and he'll like sit next to her and she's stroking him. And then I'll look over and go, and she'll be like, don't look at me like that. Like, it's, we're just, we're just having a time together. Like, she's upset <laughs> that she's let this furry creature now into her heart. Like, I walked into the bedroom being like, I heard like a little rummaging. And I was like, what is going on in there? And Bailey was like on his back on the bed, going like this with his little hands, his little paws in the air. And Maddie was like, going, with her paws in the air. And they were like wrestling. And they both froze, <laughs> stared at me in the eye. Like, you didn't catch us having fun together. Ugh. It's like, they want me to think that they don't get on, but they do get on. 
It's like a cartoon. I don't understand. Like they're pretending to fight, but they they love each other. <laughs> they really bonded because Maddie used to work at a bank, which meant she would wake up at a similar time that Bailey would, and they'd always wee together. <laughs> So, like, Maddie would go to the toilet and his litter was next to the loo. And then he'd go to the toilet with her, but he'd poke... It's very weird. Like, he'd never do this before, but he started poking his head out when he wees. Just because to watch he likes you to watch us too. wee. <laughs> it's so weird. But it only started Amazing. recently because... Like, he literally sees us sit on the loo and has gone, oh, they're having we. I should do one too. Yeah. And just watches. And we, like, the noise of him wings going, the noise of our, like, me wings going. It's just, it's very, so bonding. Yeah. But yeah. They now love each other. Occasionally, he still does wake up in the middle of the night and goes, who is this woman next to me? Um, but he's got over it. That's so good. So cute. I love yeah. that they get on now. <sighs> me too. I want to watch them together. Like, that's so funny. It's um, also like there is a photo I have where like, Maddie's on the sofa and Bailey's next to her and they're far apart, but just his paws on her. <laughs> but it like, you know, when you zoom into the paw and it's like their faces are like, <laughs> like both like, don't take a photo at this moment. But then you zoom in and his little paws, they're like, I love her. <laughs> it is very cute. Although she has a weird thing about his food, like, she doesn't like the texture of his like she just can't go near cat food the the wet stuff or the dry stuff the wet the wet yeah. stuff she finds it squishy. Well, she doesn't like, have to it. eat it yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is literally what i'm saying i'm like i don't understand <laughs> okay we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with more uh nerd stuff Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale. Until now. Actually, we still can't bring people back from the dead. That would be crazy, but the Dead Pilot Society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from Hollywood's finest writers. Every month, Dead Pilot Society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced, performed by the funniest actors from film and television. How does Dead Pilot Society achieve this miracle? The answer can only be found at MaximumFun.org. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. <laughs> Tune in to hear about low stakes neighborhood drama, gardening, the sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle, hot sauce, addiction to TV and sweaty takes on celebrity culture, and the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it no matter how gross. <laughs> There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby G. Geniuses. Hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun. What about when you were in South Africa? Like, did so you had cats and you had dogs? Mm. Did you have favorites? I don't like to say I have favourites. I like to say what my mom says about, I've got three brothers, and she always goes, I don't have favourites. I just like you better for different reasons. Mm, fair enough. Like, nice. She has favourites, like, it's so obvious, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's fine, it's okay. Um, oh, I had this dog called Molly, and she was just... Oh. 
the best. She used to sit like a human being. Like she had knock knees. And like it's so funny because I was like, I didn't know a dog could have knock knees, but they could. They're Molly was a, she was a cavy, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a cavalier of King Charles. Yeah. And you just know those like some pets just know when to comfort you and like yeah. when you needed them. And we got her just when we moved here from South Africa. And it was the first of all, in South Africa, a lot of dogs like they kind of stay outdoors a lot of the time. They're not really like well, my dogs at least, because mm. the land was so like there's just so much more land. They're kind of playing outside or spending more time outside. Whereas Molly was like always indoors and just always knew when to like cuddle, when to be there. Was Molly the first dog you guys got in the UK? Yeah. 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 So she was the first like indoor house dog. Yeah. yeah. Like the first it, English oh. dog, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's so, she was so cute. And every, we have dog, we've had dogs after Molly, like Bella, who's is my, my favorite, favorite dog. <laughs> Bella's my favourite. Yeah. Literally. Bella's my favourite too. I love but it's Bella. She's a Rottweiler as well. Oh she's, she's a Rottweiler, but she the... has Molly's personality. Of oh, like really? calmness. She's the best. She just like puts her head on your knees and drools. Oh. Like she's just the best. And I love her so much. Yeah. We call her sad sack. Because like no matter what happens to her, like she could be so happy. But she's always just a little bit like. She's got like the, yeah. the, the like doleful, evil. like dopey eyes, like puppy eyes. Yeah. Like, looking eyebrow up at you, markings like... too. I feel like that always makes it yeah. worse. Like, What's yeah, wrong? she's so cute. <laughs> Although recently, so my parents have like this bit, they're on like a canal thing. And you know when they get like algae on the water and she thought it was grass and she stepped onto the algae and just went like straight into the water. My dad had to get into the water to get her out. And she was like, so obviously now there's like this fencing there, but they've never done it before. But she just honestly didn't even pause, just thought it was water. was like, oh my God. Splash. And we were like, Bella. I know. How how old is Bella? Bella must be, well, when did we get her? When I was in a, maybe four, five? No. No, older. (laughs) Six, yeah, six, mm. seven, I think, because I, I must have been 21 when, when we got Bella. I love that yeah. Ella is like, no. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> I love Courtney's dogs. Like, it, that was always a joy of going over. Courtney's mom is such a host. Like, she loves hosting. So when we were, like, coming back from back from university on holidays we would like go over to Courtney's house and just like stay for days like I just, <laughs> we would like semi move in for the weekend That's and like so that, nice. it was so nice and the highlight was like and Laurie Ann would always be like put on the breakfast and that's yes. Courtney's mum breakfast and lunch and barbecue like she's very like that and um but I just like the dogs are amazing Aww. um she always be like my babies my babies yeah, have my come babies. home from university <laughs> oh my little babies and she's like that with the dogs though too like yes yeah so she's got a Rottweiler, Bella, mm. a Bulldog, Matilda, and a mini Maltese called Jax, and a cat called Grace Kelly. Oh, Grace so they're all ridiculous, so and they're all different sizes. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like large, yes. medium, small. But it's also like, because like, obviously like Matilda being a Bulldog is like the jowls and like quite chunky. <laughs> yeah. And then like Bella, like she's big, but she's got like an elegance. You know what I mean? Like mm. that, the dark Rottweiler fur. And then Jax is smaller than most rabbits. Like he's, <laughs> he's like so, a little rat. He's so small. <laughs> uh, he's so good. And then in South Africa, you also were in the proximity of some amazing animals, weren't you? Like that was always a cool thing. Oh my gosh, yes. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, so where we lived, it was really near the Kruger National Park, which is like the biggest national park in South Africa. And what's 
I think yeah. sometimes when you live there, you take it for granted, like the environment that you're living in, or just like the the I don't know how to say it. Yeah, um, the natural world being, around you is just like yeah. incredible. Like people people spend hundreds of thousands and travel thousands of miles. Yeah, you know to see that. And I didn't realize it until I'd moved to England, and then friends from the UK had come to South Africa because when where we lived, like you just get in your normal car and drive into the reserve and go and find the big five like you just be like that's our task for today we're going to go find the big five just walking around and you'll just see an elephant and like I've been chased by an elephant because we like when you're driving they can cut they like flare their ears um and these moments that really now I'm like oh it doesn't make sense to me like zoos and things like that because I'm yeah, like uh... obviously I get why but it's just, I've taken it for granted that like how lucky I was to live in a country where A, we have so much protection, but also that we could just get in our car and go and be surrounded by like these absolutely majestic what, uh, animals. I looked it up, I cheated, but what are what are the big five for? for... Cause I didn't, so I, I didn't know elephant, that term. rhino, lion, yeah. buffalo, yeah. I think is one, but yeah. it always used to throw me being like, buffalo. Uh, elephant, right? Zebra? Um, no. Or leopard or leopard. 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 Yeah. That's so cool. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just... wild that you've... But also, like, you've sent me photos from, like, like the... <laughs> it sounds silly to say your back garden, but, like, <laughs> looking out of your back garden and seeing, like, elephants drinking. And it's just... Yeah. It's such a weird... Like, I look out my back garden if I'm lucky I see, like, a squirrel. <laughs> Whereas like, you would look out your back garden and be like, oh, there's a giraffe. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's obviously, like, that's... So where I grew up was in Johannesburg and it was in an area called Sandton, which you wouldn't necessarily have that, but we'd always travel um, out into, like, the bush. Yeah. And where... Like, there was once this golf course out in the bush that... On the golf course, they had to stop the like golfers because giraffe from the Kruger National Park had managed to get over the fence and were crossing the golf course. And so, like, there are really amazing. I've been chased by baboons in a little golf cart. But I was like, <laughs> um, why were the baboons chasing you? Well, <laughs> basically, the baboons are just having a laugh. No, right. <laughs> yeah, this, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this golf course um, is called Leopard Creek because it's literally on the border of the Kruger National and sometimes leopards get in. And they always have baboons or monkeys on the golf course. So you just have to be wary of them, like don't kind of drive up really quick. And for some reason I was driving and then my friend was like, stop the car. And we stopped and we were just surrounded. <laughs> but like, we don't know how it happened. Um, I just think recently I was just thinking like, it's amazing how... I don't know how to phrase this correctly, but animals just know instinctively what they what they need to do. It's like when dolphins come out of the water and they it's just so beautiful and it just works yeah. and it just is. Yeah. And yet here I am floundering about. <laughs> yeah. Having, having these instincts, but really second guessing them, not knowing yeah. what to do with the opposable thumbs like that I've been given, like Yeah. Not knowing anything. Constant they, existential crises. <laughs> you looked at a dolphin and, I, and you were yeah. like, oh, I'm failing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, 
why can't I be like that? <laughs> why am I not the dolphin like swimming in the sea? Just but, they just know when to come up for air. Me, I don't know when to breathe. I literally yeah. get through sentences and go, oh, I've not taken a breath yet. Yeah. I my survive. I just don't get it. And I'm like, why? Why? It's, it, I so get what you mean. Yeah. Also, when you think about like how like working too hard or not working hard enough or all of these things like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe our survival instincts are just really dulled. Like, like animals know, like, okay, I need to rest now. Whereas I'm like, I can keep going. I can. Get, I don't need to sleep. Sleep is for the week. I can keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? My cat does not think that way. No, no. Yeah, they just take a nap. Yeah, like they just. Yeah, there's no. They don't think about it. They just go. Why would I be awake? And then they yeah. nap. It's incredible. Totally. I mean, Bailey also doesn't pay bills or anything. Yeah, I like, that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you? I wonder though. I just, like, do you think that dolphin looked back and they were like, "Look at that human standing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably they were like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, it's it is really interesting. I think animals really ground me, mm-hmm. and I don't know why or what that is. But that, and I don't know if maybe that's just because I was surrounded by animals when I was younger and like having that relationship with a dog or a cat. But I do find there's just something about, like with Bailey, if I'm stressed, you just look in, like you're just, they're there and they're ready to be like, hey, let's just like chill out yeah. together. Or <laughs> I don't know what they want, but. I mean, it's, yeah. even in the like the way you said, like they don't pay bills, like they don't they don't have any of those same stresses. So there's something just coming about that where it's like all mm. these sort of manufactured things that we as humans have created for ourselves to stress about. Like mm-hmm. our pets are immune to that minus, you know, like mm. being displaced or something. But like in general, it's so nice to come home and be like, oh, yeah, you like you get home. And you're like, you weren't at a job all day. You've just been here living a little life and being sweet like yeah it's really nice yeah and also they they don't care what if i've just achieved something no. my cat's not going snaps for you <laughs> they're like yeah. are you a great cat mom yeah, yeah. Woo. are you kind to me yeah woo. and sometimes i'm like oh bailey that's just what i needed thank you so much for saying that to me <laughs> it's me inside making a voice being bailey self-soothing but yeah yeah a hundred percent. I think, yeah, the the the, the anti capitalist beauty of pets yeah. is what is what makes them so grounding. Like they're not in the rat race, you know. They're not like <laughs> they're not they're not searching for that promotion. Like every dog is the best boy or girl. Mm-hmm. Every cat is the best. You know what I mean? Like that it it is. It is the beauty of them, I think. They all just want a bit of love. Yeah. Don't we do all just, just want, want a bit of love? love. Yeah. So I do great. think, what was it? It's like this this doghouse TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would work with cats. Because no. I was having a laugh about it. Like, you'd come into the pen and the cat would be like, I could take you or leave yeah. you. <laughs> they are not running on TV being like, hey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think would be quite funny. <laughs> it, 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 oh, it would be hilarious. But I think we would see a lot more of those like, crushing moments of rejection <laughs> where you see the person like oh the cat just doesn't like me and it's like it's just cats isn't it like that's just I what know. they're like they uh they like to yeah. play hard to get although i'll say my cat mod is the friendliest animal in the house so really is she yeah. the immediate greeter yeah because the i mean the oh. dogs if the dogs know the person they're the greeters but if it's a stranger the dogs mm. are upset and they don't trust anyone but Maud is just like, hey, 
do you have hands? I would love to be pet. So <laughs> I heard Maud gave birth to her kittens on your leg. Yeah. 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 I just. Yeah. Yeah. We're very close. That, that bonds you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Almost as close as you can get, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's also like, oh, gosh. I know. It, it's the fact that like in that moment, Alexis was the safe space. I know. Like it makes me want to cry like, when I think about what it. What I found so funny about listening to that story is like. <laughs> the moments you would have had before going, do I move? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to be rude. Because one of, but like, also one of my friends has a rule, they can't move a sleeping cat. Right. Mm. So if the cat's asleep, you can't move. And I was like, did Alexis have this moment of like, should I just I mean, yeah. Because yeah. also I don't know, like, A, from like my own comfort, because it's like, you know, pregnancy, as we all know, is not uh, such a clean, a clean miracle. Um, mm-hmm. it's quite gross and mm-hmm. so then I was like I don't want to be he- here in this mess but also like medically I don't know if I can move her right now like I don't want to move her mm. mid contraction and have things mess up so like <laughs> I just yeah your your hands were very tired yeah. in that moment Alexa yeah it was I did and en- I think I did end up moving her after the first kitten because into her little like nest she'd made in the closet because I was mm-hmm. like I can't this is it, it's too I don't my bed will never be the same if I leave you here <laughs> you would never be I the guess same me and my bed I'll have to get a new bed and maybe some therapy yeah, some therapy, yeah, <laughs> therapy for sure <laughs> um yeah well that, I recently I was dedicated a lot of time in my therapy to talking about Bailey actually <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not because he gives me like any friction or conflict, but because I had to go on holiday recently and nightmare, it was for work, but I had to leave Bailey with someone else and the amount of anxiety I felt about leaving Bailey. And that, that was one of the moments where my therapist was like, do you think maybe you're putting your feelings onto Bailey? And I was like, Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure about quite 100% possibly, yes, definitely what I was Why doing. Why would you say that though? But then, <laughs> literally. But then I started researching it, and supposedly it's incredibly common that your pet becomes this like attachment vehicle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I think that like every your relationship with your pet really like says a lot about your attachment styles. Yeah, like a hundred percent. The way that I'm. What are the, what what am I again? I'm not. What what? Oh, what the like. Oh, is this a, is this anxious yeah. attachment yes. secure? No, yeah, I'm, I'm an- avoided. No, yeah, I'm anxious. Yeah, I'm definitely an, an anxious attachment style. And like you just yeah, a hundred percent see that in my relationship with my pet yeah. for sure. Yeah, I also think like, yeah. you know, um, they can kind of represent like how you, like depending on your family structure, like growing up or whatever, I feel like often it's like, for me, it's like I had kind of a weird broken family, but like the pets were always the thing that like were the anchors for me. 100%. And so I think there's also that aspect where it's like, I can trust them to be there. Like they're more yeah. reliable than the humans. So like that that anxiety kind of comes with like, I, I just, you're so important to me. You're the thing that's going to mm-hmm. be there. Like, of course I'm anxious when I leave you because you're, you know, you're my little family. Yeah. 
Totally. Mm. Yeah, totally. Like, and I didn't have a ton of pets growing up and it was the thing I always wanted. So like pets for me were on this like insane pedestal of like one day, one day, cats especially because I was so allergic to them when I was younger. (laughs) So it was like one day if if all goes well and miracles happen, maybe, maybe I'll get a cat. And what it means now is that when my cat is like a bit of an (laughs) which she can be sometimes because she's a cat, it, it, it crushes me because I'm like, you were meant to be this perfect dream creature. And sometimes you're grumpy and I, um, and it breaks my heart. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I was like, I just, I just want everything to be perfect. <laughs> it's, but I feel like also, of course, you have a particularly like emotional cat though. I feel like Percy has yeah. a range of emotions. Yeah. Isn't just like the default She really cat, does. So, you know. Yeah. Percy is also like a bit like Salem and Sabrina and Teenage Witch, like a human <laughs> In a cat's book. Like, I sometimes think that she's going to talk back yeah. when I look at her. She's got that kind of awareness in her eyes. My mum says it all the time. And my mum is not a cat person. She's like, that. She's like, there's a human in there. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you. So. <laughs> Free her. What is Maud like? Maud is just a sweet, like, Maud is obsessed with hands. Like, just because she wants to be pet all the time. And so to the point, though, where, like, Sometimes you're like, I can't, I don't want to keep petting you right now. And she does this thing where if you're wearing a ring, she like rubs her mouth on wherever the jewelry is. I think it just like feels good. I think there's like a gland. I don't know. Mm. Cats are weird. Um, But she, (laughs) um, it like gets annoying after a while because also you're like, you're getting like weird drool on me. So I'll have to like hide my hands so that she stops (laughs) and she'll like look for them and be like, come on, I know know where they are. I know you have them. and she's, she, I mean, she's so fat. Uh, so it's like most of the entertainment comes from being like, ooh, she's going to, she thinks she can make that jump. Can she make the jump? We'll see. Uh, so she's, she, she also, she eats too fast and then throws up a lot. Oh, and I've tried, Lord. like, I've been working on solutions to, to fix it, but like, Normally, I feel like a, a, an animal throwing up is a, like very stressful, and you're like, "Oh no, something's wrong." But with Mod, it's like, Mod, like yeah. I'm looking at, you, or like I'll look at it and be like, "You ate, you ate the plant again. You can't, you can't <laughs> eat the plant. You throw up right yeah. away." Like, yeah. oh, she's very sweet. And then I also have Millie, my other cat, um, who is more, I think, more Millie and yeah, Lord. Um, classic kind of aloof cat. She's mm. more mysterious. She's very like long and like uh she only likes specific parts pet you know what i mean it's like you can't touch millie's belly she does not like it um but they both they're both very sweet and they both sit in the window a lot that's their main their main hobby yeah percy loves the window that's her favorite place just watching the birds and she'll make little like chatty noises to the birds (laughs) it's so funny like little like chirruping noises like when they go, kr- kr- yeah you know, exactly like, little... like that it's so it's sweet so um yeah courts we have a question mm-hmm. that yes. we ask all of our guests mm-hmm. um which is if you were an animal what animal would you be i've thought about this a lot actually mm-hmm. and i feel mm-hmm. really conflicted okay talk us through yeah. it because emotionally i feel connected to an otter 
Mm. And that's only because they hold hands when they sleep and physical touch oh. is my love language. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just saw a have photo of seen, it and was like... Have you, have you seen the video at... Um, where is it? Is it at the Wetland Centre of the Otters? They put their hands through the little oh, holes. Oh, yes. And you and then there's a, hold their hands. Oh, my God. And you, then you stroke their little paws and they just love it. Their eyes close. It's the best. Yeah. That is very you. Like, right? that's quite a you thing to do. <laughs> to, like, hold hands and I just want to be held. <laughs> but, like, not even full body. Like, just hold a thing. Like, just hold, like, the little hand I'd be okay with. Yeah. That is also something that you do. Like, if, if I'm sat next to you, you will just, like, take my hand and stroke it lightly. It's just me. Um, so, emotionally, I feel like probably an otter because mm. of that. Mm. Um, what did you say for yourself? Me? Yeah. I think I'm literally Percy. That's very true. Yeah, I think I'm just, I'm just my cat, like. Yeah. What would yours be, Alexis? Uh, raccoon. Yeah. I oh, I so get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the mischief yeah. that, like, yes. always, like, victimless crime. Yeah. Like they're in, like you know kicking I mean? like over a dustbin. Yeah, exactly. They're like that. kicking over dustbins. No one's getting hurt, but it's a little. It's just like a little bit. Spicy. Yeah, yeah, slightly delinquent, but like no one's getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I, I love. <laughs> I think I might stick with an otter. I yeah, it makes sense. I think that's a really good shout. Thanks, yeah. Ella. <laughs> also, you know what's so funny is the thoughts going through my head are Courtney, you've spoken so much, and I'm like, you're on a podcast. It's okay. <laughs> This is this is the point. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I get what you mean as a as a as a woman. It's like yeah. Sh- should I shut up? Which is like, could no. you speak more about your cat? I don't know, <laughs> but I will. Yeah, I love it. No, it's, that's the whole that's the whole goal. And also, like everyone hears Ella and I talk all the time now. So yeah, we want you to talk. Yeah, we talk loud. Yeah. <laughs> We talk a lot. <laughs> you guys. I do. Um, I'm training for a marathon, a half marathon at the moment. And recently I've been like running, but it's taken like the time it's taken me to run is it's really long. Yeah. And yeah. I know why, but I'll leave the house. Like my Maddie will be like, oh, so that's going to take you half an hour. So like I'll see you in half an hour. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like an hour later I'll come home and she's like, what are you doing? Like, are you walking it? Like, what's going on? And basically, I've made a cat friend. It's <gasps> um, changed my life. Because, but also, I find I find it very stressful that cats who are allowed outdoors don't always have collars on. Yeah. Because I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out if a cat is actually, like, in need of a home. Yeah. Once I missed a whole day of appointments, which I cancelled, to spend with a cat in a church garden, because I thought, it didn't, I, I was like, I need to rehome this cat and get it, like, befriend it. This was also on a run. I was running, this cat came out, and I was like, oh, no, it, it like, it doesn't have a collar. It must, this is, in South Africa, every cat has a collar. So mm-hmm. I didn't realise this was, like, a British thing. So I cancelled my day, all my meetings. I phoned someone to be like, you need to come and pick up this cat. And they're like, well, we can only get there in X amount of hours. I was like, that's fine. Like, I'll sit with the cat. It was winter. I was in my running kit and I was like in shorts and a top. So I'm like freezing in this little church garden. Um, Three hours later, literally the guy comes out and he's like, oh no, that cat belongs like to a few doors down. I was like, ooh, <laughs> time gone. When I realise now, cats don't always wear collar. But yeah. 
I was on, I've recently been on my running route and this cat was sitting on a ledge. And I was like, oh, hi, cat. I obviously stopped to talk to it. And then it jumped down and it was the most friendly cat. It was like purring, rubbing itself. And I was like, well, well I am like halfway through my run, but of course I can pause for you, <laughs> cat that I don't know the name of. And I thought that I only spent five minutes, but turned out like 20 minutes later, there I was like having a little chit chat with this cat. And then it pains me to leave it. Because I was like, oh, maybe it'll run with me for a bit. So I'm like, come on, little kitten. And then it ran with me for a bit. And then it was like, I'm done with this. And then I thought, well, I'm never going to see that cat again. Until I went down that running route again. And I was just running, not even, I was thinking, oh, it'd be cute if I saw that cat again. But I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, leaped from a tree, this cat, and went, meow as soon as it saw me and I was like it knew it knew it was me it like I I, honestly it was like it leaped in front of me to be like stop so I obviously stopped yeah and added half an hour to my run because we sat and we just like had a really lovely time together oh and I thought maybe this is a thing I recently went to work I went uh no I recently went so many different random things I was in Sweden helping Maddie she's a cyclist and I was helping her with her race and I had to go on a run for training and I was like oh wouldn't it be cool if I met a Swedish cat and I did and I take photos of all the cats I meet on my run because they take up so much time so I made Swedish cat friend and that cat actually did run with me for like a good five five minutes just next to me like I'd be so happy can you send us a picture of the Swedish cat friend yes it it was a lovely place it's so funny like I have to remember that you are closer to all of these places because there's a part of me that was like what what you were what do you mean you were just running in In Sweden Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) this girl is going everywhere it's down the road Alexis it's around the corner I just fully (laughs) forgot and I was like how that doesn't make sense you can't just run in Sweden (laughs) I mean it's also like when I was in South Africa I'd never been on a dog walk Mm. because my dad would take the dogs for a walk because it wasn't really safe enough for me to take the dogs for a walk by myself or really. I think I went on one with my dad. We did a run, but it was in our, like within this little cul-de-sac where all the houses were. Mm-hmm. But I'd never gone on a dog walk before. Wow. I moved to England. And then mm. even then when I first went on my first dog walk alone, I was like, what is this? <laughs> it, it took me a really long time to kind of adapt to a different environment. The first time I took the bus in England... I got off one stop after getting on, crying, because I was the only one on the bus. I phoned my mum and got her to pick me up for school because I thought the bus driver would kidnap me and take me and go on a diversion route and no one would go, why is the E3 in East London? It makes no sense. And I was like, this is it. (laughs) So it took me a really long time before I felt comfortable actually taking my dogs for a walk by myself. Yeah. And that's what I was like, people, this is just wild. Just all here with our dogs meeting each other. Like the dogs are saying hello. Yeah. I'm meeting people and I'm trusting those people because they have a dog. Yeah. Yeah, That is a thing though. Like I do enjoy that aspect of like walking (gasps) Simba. Like you make like friends and I always, but then I know the names of the dogs, not the humans. I think that's quite nice. Well, like my mom, you know what? Now I'm going to tell the story. It's going to make so sense why I am the way I am. But my mom doesn't trust anyone to look after her dogs except me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super cute. That's up. Huh? Yep. <laughs> and um, I'll walk. So they've got the three dogs. So usually I'll walk like two at a time, not all three, just because Jax is like so small and yappy. My mom gets very upset when I say that about him. She's very protective over this little rat. But like he is yappy. He's very cute. 
He is he is very cute. He is cute. They're also a little bit like like Jax is like my younger brother. Like a little bit like <laughs> and we're like oh. Yeah. He's like he's stirring. We're like, oh, what's he saying about us to my mum? And Jax is there like, mm, you'll never know. Anyway, I'll take them for walks. And what I love is owners will be like, Bella, Jax. Yeah. And I'm looking at them going, and then they go, they look at me and go, Where's your dad? Disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Wow. And my dad is like this six foot five South African man. He's then- beautiful. He's a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous man. Like, no, like I can't even. Arthur Butner <laughs> is so good looking. Like, he's so good looking. That's oh, the one so time I wish like, we had video. Courtney's face. <laughs> no, like I can't so even. That, that's why people see Bella and then they see Jax and then they're like, Arthur. Oh, and then they don't is. see Arthur. It's all like older woman being like, and of course where, it where's is. your dad? And yeah, my dad will go with his little mini Maltese and he's this like six foot five man and they're like, oh, Jax, Jack, where's your dad? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Who are you? Um, but my dad has always been the, the classic dad who's like, oh, we don't want another pet. We don't mm-hmm. need another pet. And my mum this is so describes my mum, has never got my dad's, my dad has never known when we were getting a pet. Oh, did she just turn up with them? Mm -hmm. She conveniently waits for him to go for a weekend away. And then she goes and gets the pet and he comes home and there's a new pet. And she just did it with Grace Kelly, the cat. So my dad has never been like in the conversation. Right. He's always just come home and there's been a pet and he's gone, oh, okay. Like, this is crazy now, but okay. And my mom's like, ha, ha, I'm so cute. Look what I did. I got us a whole new lifetime, like, <laughs> commitment. Obligation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she gets away with it because she's just like this teeny redheaded little, like, she's so adorable that, like, of course she's just like, and my dad Look, just I got a pair. falls <laughs> in love with them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, my dad, he, he works from home and he puts a bed on his, he got an extra large desk for work from when he was like, I need a bigger desk. And I was like, why do you need a bigger desk? It's so Jax can have his dog bed on the desk. Perfect. And Jack sits next to him while he's like typing and he'll go, Jack said a really good dad work today. Hey, it was really good. <laughs> he did this and that. And like, that tells me what his work day was, but as if Jack's made those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's very so interesting. Uh, well, I love um, that. Before we wrap up, do you have anything that you want to plug? Yeah. Where can people follow you on social media? Oh, myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to plug. Oh, you can plug anything. No, but... like <clears throat> anything, anything. Upcoming projects. Yeah. Like. Um, I get, oh God, no, Ella, do it for me. <laughs> no, it's good for you to do it, it yourself. Is, it is. Where's Bailey? Bailey can do it for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bailey's had an amazing time at the moment. I'll say everything that I'm plugging, but as if it's That's really good. Yeah, do, yeah. do, do what your dad does with Jack. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't even think. So, um, so you can find me on Instagram at mm-hmm. Courts2288 or Twitter, Courtney Buchner. So at the moment, I post like short sketches on Instagram and I write show reels for actors and I'm working on a few TV pilots at the moment, which is super exciting. Um, and yeah. She, she writes great show reel scenes. So if anyone is an actor looking for some show reel material, definitely get in touch with Courtney. She's hilarious. You can see most of them on my Instagram as well. And um, other than that, you can probably find me 
sipping an oat coffee somewhere. <laughs> in bed with Bailey. In bed. <laughs> you know where you can find me? Nowhere. Nowhere. So I'll probably be at home yeah. with my cat making friendship bracelets. Watching Charmed. Watching Charmed or Buffy or any like 90s <laughs> kind of thing all over again, even though I've watched it like three times. It's such a comfort watch. Oh, I do have a question yeah, for you. Please. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. have you watched Charmed? Um, Like years and years ago when it was first... Okay, if you could have a power, like one of the witch's powers, it doesn't have to be just a charm, but like which one would it be? Like which powers would you want? Oh, do you have an answer? I have to remember. I don't remember what they do anymore. Okay, so Piper can freeze time or blow things up. Prue can move things with her mind or also like be in two places at the same time. Mm -hmm. Phoebe can see the future and also has like fighting skills. Mm -hmm. Paige is half a white lighter, so she can orb, heal, and also move things, but she has to call for it. She has to be like, bottle. Mm. Or you can also think imagination, like go wild. I asked Maddie this. I was like, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? She went to speak all languages. I was like... That would be useful though. It would be, but you could do... Like, it's it's not the first superpower no, I think of. Because we can no, kind the, of have would... those, like... We're getting close to having, like, tech that can do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm like... That's true. I would... It's actually funny you asked this course because I literally asked Michael the exact same question this morning. Um, I... I would want the power to control the weather. So like either, so it could be two things, either obviously the power to like regulate global warming. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Sure. I could also do it for us. You're not even doing it like, I just like the sun. No, 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 no. Because also then I would also want lots of sunny days. But also I just think there would be something very cool about like whenever I get angry there being like a thunderclap and like. But then you could never hide your emotions. It's like in I don't do that anyway. I know that's so. Dumb. When I said that, I was like, <laughs> no, no, but I've never. That's never been Why a thing I, I do. Ow. Yeah. What yeah. I'm laughing at is also the podcast I listened to of you two yesterday. Just because I was like catching up. Yeah. You were literally being like, England's so much nicer when it's sunny. Yeah, it's <laughs> that true. Is, that yeah. is my opinion. Yeah, Alexis, what power would you have? I think, honestly, like. The telekinesis is pretty appealing. Just being able to move yeah. stuff. So, so, even when I think of like, if I could have just like one Harry Potter spell, when I think about just like being able to like make things like dishes wash themselves, oh, it yeah. sounds so dumb, but then you're like, but my life would be so much easier. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for real. Sounds for really real. nice. I, I always think like the the aspect of telekinesis because I lose stuff all the time oh. like I'm always losing things so the aspect of telekinesis where I could just like magically summon yes. the thing that I've lost to reappear like my keys that would be amazing I like, like we're, we're thinking so practically so I could be like fold the clothes yes oh. yeah yeah Done. it's so funny that we're thinking like the most like domestic practical uses for these instead of being like I could rob a bank or like <laughs> yeah. you know change my life we're like no no I have the exact same life but also my laundry folds itself <laughs> just like a little bit more convenient that's yeah. all I want <laughs> Quartz uh, it's been such a treat yeah, having you thank so you fun. so much for talking to us today no thank you for having me and for letting me be able to talk about my loves of course of course <laughs> talk to Courtney forever yeah it was so good um I she's great yeah I also feel like we needed two separate episodes to talk about like her pets but I still have like way more questions about hanging out giraffes but yeah we'll have to get her back to do like a a a growing up in South Africa special yes um 
for sure. Yeah, because it was just like, you know, we got a couple, but there has to be so many more of those stories if they're just around. Yeah, just the, the casual way she dropped in being chased by baboons. You know? yeah. <laughs> just, just, as you, as you, you do. Know. Yeah, as just, they a, do. just a Saturday. <laughs> they were having a laugh also. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the meantime because we don't have that for you right now. Um, <laughs> send us your pet stories. If you have, if you've been chased by a baboon, we want to hear about it. Uh, or if you have any other fun uh, local wildlife encounter stories. Um, and also just tell us about your own pet. Uh, and we're calling that Ready Pet Go. You can email it to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. You can also um, like do audio format and we can play it on the show. Or if you just want to type it out, we can read it for you. And then also... Um, Follow us on social media. We are at Sea Creatures Pod on Twitter and Comfort Creatures Podcast on Instagram. And if you would like to support us, that would be wonderful. Absolutely zero pressure, but we'd be very appreciative. And you can do that at maximumfun.org slash join. Yeah, that would mean a lot to us. And uh, obviously rate, review, subscribe. And we'll see you next week. I've been Alexis B. Preston. And I've been Ella McLeod. <laughs> <laughs>